0: Hi, welcome to the Not Your Average Life Coach podcast. My name is Kay Wilson, and I'm a self-empowerment coach and intuitive energy healer, and I am obsessed with helping you step into the most powerful version of yourself. If you are ready to overcome your self-doubt, transform your relationship with love, money, and self-worth, and start creating the future you that you have always dreamed of becoming, you're in the right place. My desire with this podcast is to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself, by sharing with you tools and perspectives that will help you actualize the life you have dreamed of creating. Treat this podcast as your own personal treasure trove of rich ideas, practices and teachings that will transform your day-to-day experience. Joining me is the magnificent Kaz, who as a client of mine has experienced firsthand the effect empowerment energy work and mindset reframing can have on your life.
1: Hi guys, I first came to K a few years ago and at the time i needed to make some serious changes in my life i had just come out of a bad relationship i was managing a business with a team of over 150 people and i needed to make some changes that i didn't have the tools or capacity for working with Kay has been the catalyst i've needed since meeting Kay, my whole world has opened up personally professionally and emotionally I'm now happily married with a new perspective on life and I'm excited to see what she can do for you.
0: So this week we are talking about how to deal with judgment.
1: Big topic.
0: It's actually so big that we've spent nearly 40 minutes preparing ourselves for this session.
1: (laughs) We actually asked on Instagram um, if anyone had any questions. So we've put those into this topic as well so there's yeah. quite a lot to cover so bear with us but yeah I, I feel like we're going to talk about it all
0: we are going to talk about it all I'm excited to do this because judgment honestly is something that affects all of us and it's you know as with everything it's actually about understanding how we can move through all these experiences from a place of finding how they work for us and not against us. Because judgment can work for us. Yep, it can be uncomfortable. Yes, it can be really, really triggering. But this is where the opportunity for us lies, actually. Um, And that's kind of what I want to walk through today. And Kaz and I, yeah, we just want to give various... Examples of, of what we've experienced and, um, and how we have found out, navigated it essentially. So, the first thing I really want to talk to here is what I call reflection, because this to me is the premise of most of our challenges when it comes to judgment. It's actually the premise of our triggering. Um, and so, triggering is when someone's behavior negatively impacts our emotions essentially causes us emotional distress and when we understand how to manage being triggered then we are very empowered then we are working from a place of real self-ownership actually and understanding your energetic reflection I think really helps this process so I just want to start by taking us through how your energetic reflection works. So I have actually talked to this before, so bear with me if you've heard this, it's always good to have a refresher. (laughs) So each of us has a light side and a dark side. So our light side is basically the aspects of ourselves that we approve of, the things that we enjoy about ourselves, the things that we don't mind other people knowing about us. In fact, the things that we happily show off, Instagram, packed with people's light sides the dark side is the aspect of us that we hide from the world that we often have shame around that we judge ourselves for the parts of us that we don't want to own up to that we hide not only from the world but largely from ourselves it it lies largely in our subconscious and so understanding how to navigate our light and dark side can be very powerful the first thing I want to do is explain how this reflection really shows up in your life on a day-to-day basis. So, for example, if you are a, I always give the same example, so forgive me if you're a nutritionist, please, (laughs) but if you're a nutritionist and you're in a supermarket and, you know, you have a whole level of expertise around food, so you know what is good for your system and you're going around and you're putting all these healthy foods into your basket and you see someone near you choosing all the same things and you feel straight away a sense of connection approval uh, res- you resonate with them um you identify with them and so what's happening is that they are reflecting back at you your light side they're making the same decisions that you're making and that feels good because these decisions for you feel good equally you might see someone choosing a whole bunch of stuff that you know is not going to serve them and so you might feel depending on who you are as an individual you might feel judgmental of that and probably coming from a place of actually wanting to help that person but you might your straight away experience judgment of how they are behaving, what they're doing. So the feelings that you have toward that person are really different. They're not pleasant. They're not as pleasant, at least. So you see firsthand how you are getting a reflection of your own dark side, because you would never put that stuff into your basket, because you know that that's not good for you. And so that's your like critical decision making. And therefore, when you observe someone else doing it, you have a critical analysis of what they are doing.
1: So I hope that gives you... I think that's really good. I think that's judgment in a, well, not in a nutshell, but it's a really good way to describe why we're connected to some things and why we judge other things good
0: yeah exactly and what I find really interesting about
1: it is that you and me Kaz we might go to
0: a party but we'll have completely different experiences about who we like who we don't like who we get on with and who we don't simply because of our internal filters our past experiences which have taught us what we like and what we don't like and so when you have an awareness of that I think it makes it easier for you to not take things so personally when someone else is laying on judgment. Because if you can recognize that all that's happening is that they're projecting their judgment system of themselves onto you, it's got nothing to do with you. Mm. So hopefully that gives you some level of perspective around when other people judge
1: you however oh sorry go on no no no. I was just going to say that I I wish that's a lesson that I learned when I was younger Mm. that often judgment is um or people's opinions of you whether it's your body or your hobbies or whatever it might be is often it's got nothing to do with you and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's often a reflection of their own stuff.
0: That's exactly and right. If mm-hmm. you
1: understand that really early on, I, I really wish younger girls specifically knew mm-hmm. that because mm. it can really change the way you interact with others and the kind of people that you have around you too.
0: Mm. Yeah, completely. And and to be honest, younger boys too because they actually suffer from this stuff. as I know you don't. I know that you do. Totally. But I think it's surprising, actually, to some people that young boys would have that, and and yet they do, very much so. Um, So that's really helpful, I think, in understanding why people do the things that they do. The next part of this is understanding why some judgment from other people affects you and some doesn't. So, for example, I know that growing up, If my brother didn't like my outfit, I couldn't have cared less, right? But if I'd gone out and a friend of mine was like, not so sure about that, Kay, I would have taken that super personally. So it's interesting to me that in some cases I'm triggered and in other cases I'm not. And the reason for that is that even though other people's judgment I know is a reflection of their own stuff, when it triggers me, what it's actually telling me is that there is some part of me that lines up with what they're saying. So they have energetically like fired off in me something that's already tender.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So I just want to clarify. So mm. if, if I have something going on and someone else is triggered, it's reflecting something in them. But if it's triggering in me, it's something like, say, I'm judging someone. It's based on something inside of me that is triggered.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't matter who's doing the judging at this point. If you're triggered, you're triggered. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, the likelihood is, it, well, yeah, if you're judging other people, then they you you are triggered. Like that's how that reflection process works. Something inside of you has been triggered in your dark side. If someone else is judging you, you that's what you might you'll ha- you have two options: to be judged or sorry to be triggered or not to be triggered. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if someone had said to me when I was younger, "Ah, oh, I don't like the color red," and I was wearing a red dress, I'd have been like. Sure. Whatever, mate. I love red. If they had said you look fat in that dress, I would have been really triggered because I had issues about my weight. Yeah. Right. So you see the difference? Like I felt quite happy with my like of red versus their dislike of red. But when they said that I look fat, that triggered me because I felt fat. Mm -hmm. So if someone says something and it triggers you, you have an opportunity to see that something inside of you lines up with what they're saying
1: so in your example, if your brother said he didn't like something but um, and you didn't care but your friends why are you triggered in that example?
0: because I wanted validation from my friends, I couldn't have cared less about my brother's opinion. got it yeah so it was it's just about. Yes, understanding that when someone's throwing their stuff at you, or sorry, when someone's judging you, they are throwing their stuff at you. How you respond to that will depend on you. As in, if you're triggered by it, then it means that something they've said has hit home for you and your dark side. If you're not triggered by it, as in, when you're neutral, someone says something and you're like, "Sure mate, whatever, walk on." You're not that's not a trigger. It doesn't actually indicate that any part of you needs some attention because this is the third part, so to speak. If you are triggered, what is going on is part of you is not happy in respect of what's been said or done towards you. Okay. And though someone might have triggered me by saying I looked fat The trigger may not necessarily be because I have an issue around my diet. It might be because I actually have unworthiness issues about having friends, like not fitting in. I don't look like the other girls. So don't, your trigger is personal to you.
1: It's not so literal.
0: Exactly. It's not literal because it's coming from your subconscious, your past experiences. And I was bullied as a child. So I had issues around being accepted and fitting in being overweight i didn't attach to diet i just attached to unworthiness and not being accepted
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: so it's just when you are triggered by someone it's important to recognize that that is also on you okay so this is a big part of this it's blame versus ownership so when someone triggers you the first thing we all want to do hands down <laughs> is blame them Yeah. You are a mean person because you have said something that I, that really hurt me. Yeah. And that is understandable, right? That's a defense mechanism. What we want to do with increased awareness is understand that the only reason that we're triggered is because there's a part of us that needs some love, essentially some healing. Okay. So if someone says something to me that triggers me now, I know that I am wasting my time blaming them because one, it's not going to change them ever, Yeah. right? And I'm the one that's going to carry that pain around. So I'm the one living with that poison in my system. And even though my ego is giving me a thousand reasons as to why I'm right and justifying my upsetness at that person, my heart, my awareness, my now knowing is telling me, Okay, you got to own this, girl. You got to sit with this, and you got to own it because you're the one that can change this.
1: And um, I think that's the overall topic of this podcast, too, is that um, that of this topic. Sorry, is that judgment can be a real opportunity for growth?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And if This
1: isn't a, like we're going to talk about some examples that um, happen every day, but really at the end of it, um, recognizing that we all have the ability to. To grow from our judgment of others, which I never used to recognize before,
0: mm, and also judgment of ourselves, because yes. to be honest, triggering is
1: large. It is about us judging ourselves, That's... and a deeper understanding of ourselves and and mm. and why it is that something triggers us.
0: Yeah, completely. And so, when you you know when you're in that place, when you're oscillating between blame and ownership, it can be really challenging, because we don't want to sit with that pain and it is easier to blame someone else because then it's like well that's on you but the reality is we're the ones that are carrying it around in our being that other person is none the wiser most of the time some people um, let the person know which I think probably eases their state to a certain degree but it doesn't mean the person they're letting know will take on that responsibility essentially because it's it's not for them to do that it's actually for the person who's been hurt to take advantage of the opportunity they have to understand why they're hurting and this is the thing I think is unusual because we're not taught to do this you know we're taught to blame and and so when we are sitting with this the first thing that really helps me when I'm in that place is forgiveness because with forgive, and this is essentially what you're, you know, you say a lot, which is lead with compassion. That's basically that, right? When you're stepping into forgiveness, you're leading with compassion. And that is always, hands down, the most powerful place to be. And so if you can say to yourself, I forgive so-and-so because I know it's the right thing to do. And I don't want to walk around with this pain anymore. And I forgive myself for being hurt because I know that something inside of me needs some attention and I'm coming to a place where I'm willing to do that. And I forgive myself for wanting to blame that person. And I forgive that person for hurting me. So, you know, it's really sitting in that place of softness, because once you start to move into forgiveness, you can start to ease the energy around the trigger Mm -hmm. and so after forgiveness that's when we want to start sitting with what has been triggered and i always say when you feel something you can heal it so feeling is healing and i don't know a better way to describe this over a podcast (laughs) because normally i'd take someone through the process as Caswell knows but Essentially, sitting somewhere or lying down somewhere with your palms facing up and asking your body, literally saying in yourself, where do I hold the pain of this trigger? And see where that pain sits in your body. And take your attention to it. But don't take your attention to it in a hard, I'm going to fix you kind of way. Take your attention to it with great softness because whatever that, whatever the reason is that that energy is there for it's because there has been suffering and so the energy that you want the awareness that you want to take to it is one of acceptance and love and gentleness um the temptation is to figure out why okay to mentally wrap your head around it don't do that This is all about, this process is a feeling process. When you're working with your energy like this, it's just wanting to feel. And so taking your attention to that place, sitting with it, and witnessing that energy in your body. So you literally take your awareness to that feeling, and you just sit with it. And if it gets hard, it means that your attention has got hard. Maybe you've got Fed up of waiting for it, or you just want it to go, or you want to fix it, or you're tired or you're impatient. In which case, just soften yourself again. Think of a child or animal. Imagine that that energy is a child or animal that you really, really love. And then use that love to just sit with that energy. Eventually, that energy should dissipate and shift. You might have lots of images and thoughts of past experiences come to your mind. That's very normal. Don't worry about it. Just continually ask yourself, what do I feel? What do I feel? What do I feel? And return back to that feeling place. If you find your feelings hard to connect with, then start with journaling. Just start by sitting there with your journal and writing down everything you felt in response to what that person has done. And then ask yourself, Where do I hold this in my body? Use that as like an access or a pathway to that place. Okay. So um, what I'd like to do now, hopefully that's given you a lot of clarity around the pain that can be caused in judgment. What I'd like to talk about now is a little bit about judgment of yourself. Because this is really common too, right? This is, you know... um, This is basically the the basis of everything, actually, is our relationship with ourselves. And particularly with judgment, this is often when we have taken the opinions of our parents or people that we know and we've made them our own. And then we've used them against ourselves because we've decided that what they have said to us is the truth. And we are now using that. As an attack mechanism, because we are finding that we are not lining up with that truth as well as we feel we should. Is that like conditioning? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, 100%. And so the opportunity here, if you find that you're judging yourself a lot, is to recognize what those thoughts and feelings might come from. As in, you might clearly know that your mum used to be a massive warrior. So if you're finding yourself doing a lot of worrying, it might help you if you could just observe ah, this was my mother's behavior, I recognize this now, it doesn't have to be mine anymore. Just with those simple little awareness tricks, you can start to create space between you and that feeling, which should give you some relief because then you start to distance yourself from aspects of yourself that are challenging. Um, also recognizing that you're giving the control of your own mindset over to others you want your truth to come from you your heart you're the one that knows you best and knows what is right for you and I actually find this a lot with um, young mums because they're mums with all the best intentions in the world clearly they've done it before and they want to give them every piece of advice under the sun what I would always say, not just to new mothers, but also to all of us, it's really trusting what feels right to you. And that doesn't mean that you don't receive advice. Read everything you want to read, listen to what you want to listen to, but sit with it and ask yourself, well, what is true for me? Mm. You know, I will frequently read a book and I'll be like, oh, yeah, completely amazing. Love this, love this. And then they'll say something, I'll be like, mm, delete. <laughs> And I'm like, that is not, that doesn't align with me. But that's okay. That's them. I don't need to worry about that. It's just
1: that is me using my own discernment, my own knowing. And that is all unique because if we all had the same opinions and we all took the same on, that that would be a very boring world anyway. Well,
0: yeah, it wouldn't spark the growth. You see, this it's a massive catalyst for growth when you have different opinions. So it's actually really interesting that, you know, we have such an adversity to it. Um, But just staying with judgment of yourself, understanding that your truth is what is going to feel good to you is really important. So really prioritizing the opportunity opportunity to connect with your truth. So listening, you know, and maybe it starts off with a bit of a, um, a break from everybody else's opinions and thoughts in order to create a bit of space in your mind for you to become familiar with how you feel about things once you're really sure about how you feel and what feels good to you then sure listen to everybody else but only once you've got that discernment muscle well and truly practiced um up until that point just make sure that you give yourself the time and space to really tune into your heart and see, well, what feels right for me and go with it. It's really important that you do that, not just in, with every situation. Um, And a good way to start doing that is actually to move through your day from a place of asking yourself, what do I feel instead of what do I think? Because I commonly ask people, what do you feel? And they're like, they'll just respond straight away and it will be like, Oh, I feel grateful. And it's actually just a thought response. It's not an actual feeling response. When someone takes the time to really tune into how they're feeling, then, you know, it's coming from their heart. Mm-hmm. Cause are connected with their truth. Um, you know, the native Indians a bit random, but I really love this. They <laughs> used to, <laughs> they, um, really honored people taking their time before they spoke because they recognize that when that happens that person is really listening to what they feel is their truth and it meant that whatever they would say would have great wisdom yeah so anyone that just spoke from the hip they were just not so it wasn't so well received whereas yeah. it was really honored to just take your time in responding and I think that's an important thing to recognize because I think we all often talk from the hip
1: yes I I really want to ask about um, some examples of ways in which we judge ourselves. And Mm. I think one of the biggest ones is um, body image. uh Yes. Day-to-day, the way in which we, like, so I think sometimes we can be all so hard on ourselves, but I think I didn't recognise until before these discussions that I'm actually judging myself constantly. So, Mm -hmm. I would imagine that's based on conditioning growing up of ways in which people talk to us about our body, what we saw about what was popular about bodies and, mm.
0: um,
1: yeah, ways in which we judge ourselves.
0: Yeah, I think that's Spot on, like we are. So, as Kaz said earlier, I asked on my Instagram for people to offer their questions around judgment so we could talk to them today. And someone did beautifully say, um, body shape, but they equally said, learning to love her more and more. When they say her, I assume they're talking about their own body. Um, and she, yeah, and so, yeah, this is a really big issue for a lot of people, and you know, truly it is a lot to do with our conditioning 100% but awareness of that is the first step to that so in the same way when we start to recognize that our thoughts are largely you know based around our experiences and the the beliefs of others when we start to have an awareness of that we can go we can tell ourselves well that's not actually me and in the same way when we have been so conditioned by you know marketing and and uh, imagery and movies and all the things that tell us how we should or shouldn't look recognizing that we have been conditioned firstly is really important and actually moving into a place of acceptance which is really tough if you really hate yourself okay yeah. and a lot of people do and and so actually what i suggest is to accept your hate accept your judgment accept everything about yourself if you spent one entire day from the moment you woke up and say you lay there and thought of all the things you hated about yourself and and then said to yourself I accept that I hate all these things about myself it would actually create a lot more peace in your day and I know this sounds absolutely crazy but what you're actually doing there is you're accepting your dark side which, whether it feels good or not at this point, is irrelevant. It's, it's a part of who you are. And the more we push against that, the more we push against ourselves. And the more warring and dislike and um, suffering we create within ourselves. Even when we accept our darkness, we accept that we hate ourselves, we accept that we think we're fat, we accept all these things. As soon as like, you say to yourself, i accept that i feel i look fat in these jeans then there's silence if we turn around and say to ourselves i hate these jeans i hate i look so fat you're still going to have a torrent of thoughts that back that up a torrent whereas if you turn around and say i accept it i accept that i look fat in this i accept that i feel this way it will actually
1: start to hush the voice or I accept that my legs aren't the size that I wish they were. Yep. You know, and all the things. A bit more compassion. I, I want to do another topic on um body image, but I something I recognized um as I've been interacting with younger kids, like mm. God kids or um nieces, nephews, kids around me, um, is that when i was younger we all had that aunt that was like talked about weight or i don't know whatever but you you were so conditioned that you had to be a certain size or that was my grand
0: measured me for a jumper once
1: oh, that's cool. <laughs> right but we've all had like you you want to try and fit into a box and that's how you feel worthy and loved and mm. um now so I had a lot of that growing up, which I reckon caused me like heaps of distress. But now if I have a child and it's happened to me before, if I have a child say something like, Oh, your teeth are crooked. Or like just pointing out that something's not as so or perfect. I will turn to that kid and say, I love my crooked teeth. I love them. Like, so I may not love them, right? But what I'm trying to show that kid is that it's okay not to be a plus plus on the teeth side or the body side or the fashionable side or whatever, because what is happening is they, that impact on their life is so big.
0: It's interesting that, you know, you're very happy to do that for the children and yet for yourself, (laughs) it's oh my a
1: different
0: <laughs> story no. this is really true right this is and it's because you've got so much more compassion for them yeah. and this is it's a great example because I think it it it's true of all of us and it's actually how do we get from where we're at to that place that we have for children so readily available to us or animals whatever your thing might be so much love and compassion for them how do we start to feel that for ourselves And the truth is, it's a gentle process and it's a journey. We've spent years being conditioned in a a different way. And so it's about really showing up for ourselves actually and using acceptance, using forgiveness, using um, the desire to change the way I see myself. Also, particularly with the body, a really great way I found to start shifting that relationship is to start observing your body from a place of service. So there's a, you've done this with me Kaz, the mirror process. So there's a process I get clients to do where they stand in front of a mirror and I take them through every single aspect of their body. And I invite them to see what those body parts do for them. So your eyes allow you to see the world, see the colors the nature, your loved ones, you know, entertainment, all the things. And your nose allows you to or helps you receive scent and perfume and flowers and um, the smell of your loved ones as well as breathe. You know, so all of these things that you can literally go through your body and you can see what your body does for you and the service that it offers you every single moment of every single day just for you. Yeah. And that can be a really great way to start shifting that perception that you have of who you are because we are so conditioned to look at the surface only, and it's really important to start seeing it at deeper levels. So I just want to cover off some other questions that we had around um, judging yourself. So being a bad mum was also something that came up, and I know this is really common, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I've seen it a lot with new mums in particular, but I know also like I have clients, particularly in lockdown where there's a lot of homeschooling, a lot of stress. Um, and this affects mums that work and don't work. And this is something I want to just talk to you quickly as well, because what I observed were that mums that didn't work felt guilty about feeling overwhelmed when they recognised that there were mums out there that were holding down a job and doing mumming and actually that's really unfair because we can never compare our our suffering never what I have observed people who have been powerfully affected by abuse as a child and I have then observed the next client who forgot their lunchbox and was publicly humiliated at school and the suffering between the both of them has been just as acute And what this has taught me time and time again, as I've witnessed this with so many clients, is that pain is pain. Suffering is suffering. Stress is stress. There is no better or worse. Everything is relative to the situation that you're experiencing. And so if you're experiencing, Kaz is nodding (laughs)
1: ahead. Hallelujah. I'm like, Preach. Yep. <laughs> it's true. But a lot of the time we we it, judgment comes from this mine is more than yours or like less this than. less than mm-hmm. this. Like you're not validating me. I'm not validating you. And it becomes this like competitive. I think judgment sometimes I feel becomes this like competitive nature between opinions or values or or whatever. But it's it's really um. Uh, it's okay to have different viewpoints where it becomes and sorry, I, I've, I've cut you off there, but I think where it becomes dangerous is when you're trying to force that on someone else yeah. and that creates a, um, a sort of you're then not feeling validated because this person's not understanding. So I have to work harder in order to push. And it's, it's just- so true. And yeah. I think, and we're going to, so we're going
0: to talk to that when we talk to judging others in a moment yes. um, and we'll jump right into, cause that's such a valid point. Um, so, but I just want to finish off this mum thing because as we spoke about earlier, often we are taking the beliefs of others and making them our own and using them against ourselves. So just be really aware that whatever you might be accusing yourself of is has, is probably originated from the beliefs of somebody else. might've been something you'd seen on TV, <laughs> But I would really invite you to sit with yourself on your own and ask yourself, or even make a list, you know, what have I got right as a mum? Mm. Just what have I got right? Are they fed? Are they clothed? Are they reasonably happy children? <laughs> Are they loved? You know, because the, what I have seen time and time again is that every single mum is a great mum for her child. And not just practically, but because obviously I come at, I started everything from an energy healing perspective and I believe in reincarnation. Why? Because I see people's past lives play out all the time and I help them shift them. So I'm fully aware that there's also a massive spiritual element to everything that we experience in this physical plane. And from a motherhood perspective, something I would really love to share with all mothers listening is that every single soul that chooses to come into this world chooses a portal to do that and as a mother you are that portal and so that child before they decided that you were the right portal they looked at you and they didn't just look at what they thought was good about you they didn't just look at your light side they looked at your dark side and your light side they looked at you as a whole package and you were perfect for the experience that they wanted in this world in this life so you cannot get it wrong yeah you and can't get of, it wrong
1: it doesn't matter how you show up they're getting it wrong and that oh,
0: they do and they're yeah.
1: being hard on themselves mm. and it's a real shame actually it's um
0: well actually it's part of the journey it's part of the process okay because what this brings up for you is self-worth as a mother so it's Yes, it's painful and it's uncomfortable, but it is an opportunity for you to recognize that you probably need to work with your relationship with yourself. There are some old beliefs there that need to be shifted. Maybe sign up to my Alchemize method and shift them. <laughs> but the point is, it's we, we always have this choice of choosing um, a story that is gonna pull us down and inhibit us which is I'm doing a bad job as a mum, or recognizing that actually I'm doing as well as I can right now. And you know what? That's enough. And maybe I am being really hard on myself and maybe I don't believe in reincarnation, but I really like the idea of that. And as I look at my child, I'm going to see that, yeah, they chose me. They get as the entry point into this place and I'm really blessed and grateful and I must be the right choice. And to just see yourself from that perspective can be a much more empowering place to be. And we're not trying to go from guilt and shame to, you know, I'm amazing. We're just looking for incremental changes in the right direction that yeah. feel better to you. Okay, so we've done judging yourself for being a bad mum, judging yourself for body shape, Judging yourself for what others might think of me. Okay, this is a really big one for so many people. I see this a lot in corporate and we talked about imposter syndrome a lot in our last episode. I highly recommend you check out that episode for this. Um, But just as, you know, a few things to think about around this. Firstly, that this is based on pure assumption, right? What other people think of you is largely again your reflection of yourself so what you're doing there is you are throwing out your dark side you're projecting it onto them and you're putting it on them you're assuming that they are judging you the way that you judge you so it's actually useful in a way because (laughs) whatever you think they are thinking of you tells you clearly what you really think about yourself and And so starting with forgiveness, acceptance, and then always remembering you have no control over how other people perceive you. Mm. None. It's a lot of energy wasted by a lot of people when they worry about how other people see them. And the opportunity is for you to genuinely surrender. Surrender to the voice that, (laughs) that thinks you have control because it is it's actually, you know, it's so self-destructive. And it's literally impossible for you to influence the way others feel about you. So if you can give up today on that that addiction, and actually recognize that the only relationship you can control is the one you have with yourself, you'll be doing yourself a massive, massive favor. Um, And the last one for being lazy and not exercising. So again, this is can Be largely around making the thoughts and feelings of others your truth. It can also touch on what we talked about around body shape, and again, this touches on what other people might think of me. So, recognizing that this again is that dark side that you have your self judgment that you're projecting. Sorry, no, this is just your self judgment.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we're lazy too. Ooh, yeah, so triggering. Lazy.
0: Yes, so. Um, this is really good actually I'm glad you jumped on that Kaz there's a bit to say around this
1: well I think lazy comes from this sense that I don't know if we discussed this on previous podcasts but this sense of purpose so if I'm if I'm not lazy then I must be um, out there doing things and if I'm doing things I'm productive and if I'm productive I'm worthy and if I'm worthy and then it just Yep, the glorification of busyness yes, yes. so, so of being lazy and not doing something then therefore meaning that you are not then worthy you're not contributing yeah is a big one you're not valuable
0: okay first thing I'd like to say about laziness is about rhythm actually so people often tell me okay i'm in a really bad place and i'm in a bad place because every day i wake up i've got no energy i feel tired and so the immediate association we are conditioned to make is that feeling tired means that we are lazy and that we are not well (laughs) that we are unhappy that there is something wrong and this is misguided because there is something called the law of rhythm and the law of rhythm is a universal law and basically what it means is that everything in existence has a rhythm our heartbeat has a rhythm our breath has a rhythm night and day has a rhythm everything we perceive has a rhythm and in that we have the rhythm of the day Okay, so we have the morning, the midday, the afternoon, the evening, and the nighttime. Okay, and we have the rhythm of the year and we have the season spring, summer, autumn, winter. And through these rhythms, we have different energy levels. It is natural and organic. Nature herself, okay, has the winter period where everything dies, everything is destroyed, everything on its surface looks done cold desolate what's going on underneath it beautiful little saplings coming out of seeds starting to make their way up through the soil so that they are ready for spring what is winter an opportunity for renewal when we sleep at night we look dead to the world what's going on inside healing regeneration it's a powerful time and this is it because we've been conditioned not to respect our downtime we assume that it's bad, that there's something wrong with us.
1: And we also assume that we always have to be on. Yes. Like always have to be busy doing something. Like
0: <laughs> That's um, why people love coffee so
1: much. Yeah, I do love coffee. I'm not going to lie to you. But <laughs> in in the, um, a lot of European uh, countries, they have in their winter months, it is known that that is the rest. And,
0: yes. and they
1: have siesta the time. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And here in Australia... Um, not on, on your Nelly. Well, <laughs> Got to work. are <laughs> always on. So we don't really have seasons. I mean, we do. We have summer, winter, but they're not as... Mm, um, pronounced. Yes. And, yeah. and so I think a lot of the time we think that there is no downtime. And when you see other people, um, I, to this question, like if I'm being lazy because I'm not exercising... I think I'm going to assume that that person might see a whole bunch of people around them exercising Mm. and what they perceive as not being lazy and then Mm. they're then judging themselves for not being like that person.
0: Mm, 100%. And the reality is that they might have spent the week before exercising every single day, but they're not giving themselves credit for that. They're only judging themselves for the moment. And it's recognising that you're going to go through periods where you need a day off or you need to do something more
1: gentle that your system needs some rejuvenation and also going into your feeling like do i have to do that or do i want to do that 100 Kev, exactly that That's i've been exactly doing right. lately, not just with um exercise <laughs> but uh with with walks or with to-do lists and mm. you know, what do I want to do today rather than like, what uh, do I have to do? And COVID's been a great example of, um, switching to a different playing field for me of, I, I always used to be like, I have to do this because, and I talk through the steps with Kay, because if I do that, then I'm busy and then I'm worthy and then I'm productive and then I'm successful. And then, I, and like, it just basically kept continuing, but switching that off a little bit to be like I'm actually going to do this because that's what I feel will work for me
0: yeah because I think the assumption for most people is if if I don't do this I won't be successful or fit or enough or whatever and the irony is is that where it's coming from is a place of like motivation it's coming from a place of fear whereas if you are coming from a place of I'm going to do what feels good to me and today i don't feel like going to the gym but i do feel like walking down by the sea and you go down there and you have such a pleasant time because you really needed it you really needed to feel the sand on your toes and the wind in your face and when you then go to work you're going to be much more productive because you filled your cup up and equally with work especially a lot of people that work for themselves I have to do this, I've got to do this, la, 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 la. What they're actually producing is nowhere near as good as it is when it comes from a place of, oh my goodness, I love this idea, I want to do this. And it comes from the heart and it's completely genuine and authentic. The energy that goes with it is going to do all the things that they want it to do and more. So it's really important to ask yourself, am I doing this from a place of fear or am I doing it from a place of love?
1: This person who's also um, feeling lazy for not exercising is comparing mm. themselves to others, which I think segues into our next um topic of where judgment shows up in others. So is this person concerned about how they might be perceived by other people if they're not exercising and they may be perceived? As to be
0: honest, it could be about others. It could also just feel they might feel that they're lazy and not exercising enough. So it can be either way. But yeah, it's, you know, when we are, it, it actually doesn't really matter. It's more about asking yourself how you feel about it. And if you don't feel good, then the ch- you're just beating yourself up. Mm. And it's that acceptance thing that we want to start moving into. And, you know, well, what feels right for me? Because then you're just going to start changing that relationship with yourself immediately. So those are the questions we got about what do you judge yourself most about? And then some of the questions or the, the remaining questions rather are, are around what do you judge others for? And so not being honest was the first one. And I actually think that this is quite a common one for a lot of people. Um, and, it's, and it's largely because those people you know, strongly value honesty because, again, it's that reflection of your light and dark. This is your light side. Everyone likes to be considered honest because it's approved of in our society, rightly so. And, um, and so then when someone fails to be honest, it can be really triggering because it's, it, um, it triggers our belief that honesty is the right way to be. And also because in our dark side, we give ourselves a really hard time if we weren't honest. So the thing with this, again, is compassion. But this isn't just compassion for yourself. This is actually compassion for the other person. Because it's really important to remember that every single one of us wants to be loved. Every single one of us not only wants to be loved but actually really enjoys loving others but unfortunately we don't live in a culture yet that honors that and so we have all created lots of defense mechanisms and boundaries around ourselves to survive in this world and for some people being honest is really really challenging because they feel they aren't worthy enough to be honest they might offend someone if they're honest they don't value their own opinion So they don't wanna share it and they don't want to be honest about how they really feel. Yes, there are people out there who are dishonest, but again, that's because they have an agenda that for whatever reason lines up with what feels good for them. So we can't expect others to always meet our standards. And so for us, it's an opportunity for us to expand ourselves, to find compassion and forgiveness, and to also become more accepting and expansive. Now, when I say expansive, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this in a few points, in a, in a few moments, but it's really important to understand that when we can be big, when we can be a bigger person, we are able not only to show up with others in a better way, but it actually feels nice. It feels good to be a bigger person. And the reason it feels good is because it comes from a place of love. And the more you can generate that in yourself, the better, frankly, because it's going to feel good to you. I always think of the ocean when I think of being a bigger person, because you can throw urine or perfume in the ocean and it will accept all of it. And when you move into that expansive bigness, when someone's dishonest to you and you, you feel that tightness, that constriction, that anger or frustration come into your being, and you can say to yourself, this is only because I really value honesty and I can forgive this person, then you can let go of it. Yeah. It can also speak to the desire to control things, control situations. When someone is dishonest and it kind of lets things fall over, then it can ruin situations. And, and then it's harder, okay, because obviously it has larger impacts on people and situations. And again, that's trusting yourself, allowing yourself to keep, continuously say to yourself, I'm going to navigate this and I'm going to find my way through it. That person's been dishonest that's on them i know that i can navigate whatever this looks like i don't even know how but i'm going to keep backing myself until i find my way and just in how this is coming out of my mouth (laughs) i want to talk to something quickly called the law of cause and effect i know i keep talking to these laws but they're very powerful laws and it's really worth understanding them law of cause and effect is whatever energy you put out into the universe is the energy that you get back okay and so It's understanding that if someone's dishonest to you, that's on them, but also that it's up to you to choose an energy that is actually going to work for you when it comes back to you. And if you can find love for that person, all the better.
1: I want to talk to um, judgment of others when someone has a different opinion to Mm -hmm. you. So Um, I'll use the example if someone has a, um I just want to line it up,
0: sorry, Carol, because I don't want to break you up. I just want to say, because this is going to speak to the last point we got here, and I just want this person who asked this question to know that we're going to answer this. Yes, yes. So someone said, when people are quick to comment on others or attempt to exercise control under the claim that they want to make you a better person, this mm-hmm. is such a good point, and I think this is what we're about to jump into, So I just want that person to know that.
1: Yeah, we're going to cover that. Off. This is it. <laughs> I like that question because when people mm. are quick to comment on others, so you're judging mm. on others, and in an attempt to exercise control. Because mm. when you mentioned control before, I thought, mm. oh, yeah, well done. A lot of the time, we're trying to give our opinion to others is because we're trying to control their thought based mm. on what our belief is in order to make you a better person. So, I wanted I want to talk about that because. She's pointing her
0: finger at everyone.
1: She's serious. (laughs) This one got me. This one triggered me. Um, I have a lot of people in my life with a lot of different opinions. And I actually enjoy that um, immensely. Mm. And I think I've gotten to the place where I have a lot of different people and a lot of different opinions because um, I value it. Now, if someone has a passion, Um, a lot of the time they can be conversing with you in a judgmental way. Um, And what that does is limit the opportunity for a conversation because that person is trying to control the thought of that topic. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the underlying cause of that creates a lot of resistance in that relationship because it's not this is my opinion I know that you have a different opinion and that's okay it's more that that person's trying to then control the other person's thoughts and I think there's a motive behind it yeah I think that can be a real challenge in navigating through that when Mm. someone then you feel is judging you for having a different point of view
0: yeah I think I've experienced this personally when I first had my spiritual awakening, I, um, I I definitely went through a phase of being some sort of spiritual evangelist. <laughs> like I wanted to save everyone from themselves. And, um, and so, yeah, I would meet up with friends and they would, you know, just tell me what they were up to in life. And I would, you know, be like, oh, well, this is why and X, Y, and, you know, and, Even in that moment, I could see them retract. And and it was because they recognized that they weren't, firstly, weren't going to get a word in edgeways without me giving them some sort of spiritual perspective on things that they hadn't solicited and weren't inviting. And yeah, there I was. And it was actually coming from my insecurity because I had issues around being a hippie. Because I'd come from a very unhippy place and now found myself in a place where I was becoming this hippie. And it took me a while to recognize that I thought my friends judged me for who I was and who I had become. Yeah. And actually it was me that was judging me. And up until that point, when I was with them, I kind of sought opportunities to validate myself by basically jumping on different conversational opportunities to give them a whole new perspective and and, you know shine the light and come come on guys come and join me on the other side and of course bullshit like they're living their lives they're doing them as they absolutely should be every single one of us on our own perfect timeline but I didn't have that wisdom then I just had
1: shit tons of passion you were (laughs) trying to prove yourself to others but also prove yourself to you
0: I was it was only about me I was they were just the opportunity I had I thought I was trying to help them what I was actually doing was trying to validate myself by making by what I believe to be making their lives better but it was all about me and hopefully they had they did they were very graceful they just let me do me and which is why our friendships have all survived <laughs> But it was a phase I went through. And I'm not saying that's true of anyone, everyone, rather. You know, different people are, you know, that that just might be the persona that they've attached themselves to. I'm the person that knows best. And I'm the one that's going to save all my friends from themselves. There's plenty of people out there like that. And they spend their time telling their friends how they should or shouldn't behave. But you're only going to attract people. that The only people that want to be friends with that person are people that are willing to take that or not. Or people like them, because like attracts like.
1: So how do you respond to someone who is quick to comment on you in an attempt to exercise control over you in order to make me a better person?
0: Firstly, recognize it's their stuff, not yours. Definitely, that's numerically no. Secondly, forgive them. Just forgive them. (laughs) Because what else can you do? We can't stop them doing what they're doing. They clearly need to do it for whatever reasons serve them. And this is when going back to love is a really powerful thing. Because if the gift I can give you is that you feel validated in this moment, then sure, take it with my blessing. And, you know, I think we were talking about this before we started the podcast, Kaz, and you were saying that, We talked about this topic and you said that in circumstances you have said to that person, oh, yeah, that's a really interesting perspective.
1: Yeah, because a lot Mm -hmm. of the time um, if you have a completely different viewpoint or passion or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time I've, I've found in some interactions these people might be trying to get you to understand so that therefore you are on the same wavelength and they're really fighting for that but what they don't understand is the person might actually be appreciating that they have that viewpoint mm. it doesn't mean that I have to be on your wavelength or have that same viewpoint but like I actually think about um, you and I Kate. like in some ways we are we're good friends but we're so different <laughs> in so many ways like um that, that doesn't matter because I appreciate you for who you are and your beliefs, and it doesn't mean that I share the same beliefs or that's it. You can still have those friendships, but I feel pretty content in my viewpoint that I'm not trying to force it on you. I think mm. when someone's trying to force something on you, you need to recognize that what they're trying to do is seek validation and control of the other person. I think a lot of the times we don't see that, we just see. Someone being pushy or yeah, um, I have people like that in my life too,
0: and I just let them be, you know. And I do pull back at times because I'm like, okay, this person really needs to say all of this, and that's okay. And I see it as a gift. To be honest, I see my softness toward them as the best gift I can offer them in that moment. And and equally, try to be aware of it when I catch myself in a similar with a similar desire. You know, why exactly are you saying this? And for me, in social situations, you know, I'm very aware of when someone's telling me what might not be going well for them, not coaching them. (laughs) because You know, obviously your heart wants to help that person. But you've got to be aware that, you know, it's not necessarily going to be received, firstly, because it's not being asked for. So it's not your job to coach if so any of the coaches out there. And I'm sure that you probably resonate with this. The desire to coach our friends is tempting, but something that I've learned to steer clear of because unless that friend says, you know, I'd like your thoughts, or sometimes I'll say, look, I can give you some support on this or guidance, but I'll, I'll say it like that mm-hmm. so that it's an option, you know, otherwise I'm there as a friend first. And that is generally, um, a supportive ear. Right. So, I really loved what you said, though. I mean, about us, it's very true. We have completely different perspectives and I get so much out of that. And I really value that. And I actually have a few friends in the same ilk that are really different. In fact, most of my friends are really different to me. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy it because I get so much stimulation out of it. You know, if everyone I spoke to was like me, it would just be like a. it wouldn't give me the same food for thought. And I really appreciate it.
1: Do you think that you have friends like that because you're not seeking validation from people that are similar to you and therefore it's okay? To- um, wow. I don't know.
0: Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I just, um, I, to be honest, I find myself a very grounded spiritual person. And so I, um, Yeah, I think because of my past and my heavy corporate experience and I think I just have a certain preference for people that, you know what, I just like having stimulating conversations and I like difference of opinions because it gives me something to think about and I don't always agree with them at all and yet that's good for me because it just makes life more interesting, you know, and I learn a lot through my friendships because they give me different perspectives
1: the other question I want to speak to um someone asked about tall poppy syndrome yes well said okay so
0: can we just clarify what that is is first because it is okay let's just say what it is first because I actually had to look it up I've heard of it but to be honest I've not heard of it till I moved to Australia and I don't don't don't
1: know yeah you said
0: you hadn't either and I I must admit I I don't know what it is
1: but I I just don't use the term but that
0: but yeah it's it's a thing right so I looked it up and it says a perceived tendency to discredit or disparage those who have achieved notable wealth or prominence in public life and then I put next to it equals envy (laughs) so um so this is a really interesting area go on casual busting what do you want (laughs)
1: okay so I find a lot of the time we judge others based on what we perceive they have Instagram big one like Mm. you know um and we put them down to make ourselves feel better so I just want you to speak to that if you could
0: um yeah I mean that's exactly why
1: are we triggered
0: um why are we triggered by other people's success because I think that's largely what everyone's struggling for in order to prove themselves as worthy of other people's validation and so when it's in our face it can be really challenging I'll tell you the problem with that from an energy perspective is that if you are envying people who you think are doing better than you what you're actually doing is working against yourself and that's because of that law of cause and effect if you're putting judgment out if you're putting putting down energy out if you're putting out you know just meanness really and meanness coming from a place of sadness actually in yourself for not being that thing all that energy is really yucky and you're sending it towards someone who has the thing that you want that's telling the universe that that energy is how you feel about the thing that you want so it's actually creating a lot of obstacles for you in terms of you attracting what you want so if you find it really hard not to envy someone because of who they are, then at least recognize that when you're envying someone, all you're doing is screwing up your own ability to attract what you want. So actually finding joy in that other person's joy is the key to your joy, because then you're putting joy toward the thing that you want, which is like a big yes, please to the universe.
1: What about jealousy? The judgment is coming from jealousy, same thing.
0: Same thing, 100%. Yeah, because that's where it's coming from. The only reason you want to put someone else down is because you're jealous of them. I'm going to put you down to make myself feel better. That's the whole process. So it's just about understanding that the only person who you're really doing down in that scenario is
1: yourself. Can I? I really want to go over when people put you down, they are often jealous or... There's something that's triggering for them.
0: That's it. Okay. So this is true, but because now we're coming from the perspective of the person who's successful receiving this envy. Is that right? Sure. Okay. So from that perspective, if you're observing that you're receiving that kind of judgment, it's now a question of does this trigger me? Because if it triggers you, that tells you there's something in you that's a bit squiffy, that needs some attention. Because maybe you've got some guilt about being successful or um, some sense of feeling out of place, like not accepted because of it. Okay, so it's worth you then really sitting with, okay, why does this actually piss me off? Why does this, because you know when you're not triggered because you're just neutral. You just, it doesn't even, it doesn't even cross your horizon. You're like, okay, that's on you, whatevs. Okay, and and something I'd like to say about wealth, okay, with people who are wealthy, people who are not wealthy, wealth is relative. I love wealthy people around me because I love seeing life through their eyes. It's so fun. It's so great, okay? I have people who are wealthy and they do wonderful things and I'm able to see it through their Instagram or their stories. And I get to go to all these amazing places and see the life through their eyes. And I love it. To me, it's so yummy. I walk through a neighborhood where there are beautiful houses. Kaz and I were talking about this yesterday. There's a place called Bilgola near us and there's a street behind Bilgola Beach. that I love it. Oh my goodness. Just like thinking about it now, I feel it in my being and it's nice, you know? And I know that every single person on that street, sure, they're wealthy to me, but to, as that person, they're just doing them, right? And no doubt they know people that are much wealthier than they are and they know people that are less wealthier than they are. And maybe they have money problems too. I know from my clients, a lot of whom are very wealthy, they have money issues too. Everyone has issues. Everyone has fears. Everything is relative. And I think that we tend to demonize people we think are wealthy because it makes us feel better about where we are. And I think that people who have wealth demonize themselves because they might feel guilty for what they have they might have a circle of people who they know don't have the wealth that they have and so are constantly trying to make them feel more comfortable which is not what you're meant to be doing you're meant to just shine the light that wealth is attainable and this is wealthy to me (laughs) and this is all okay so Wealth is a really interesting and really yummy topic. And I really enjoy it because I think it offers us such an opportunity for growth and expansion. Mm. Okay, so moving on. Current world decisions. Okay, I'm going to actually bunch a few together here because I think that they're quite similar. So, current world decisions um, is what they're judging others for judgment from friends and not getting vaccinated. Going against social trends or anything else others do, right? So with all of these, recognizing that the people around you, remembering triggering, okay, so remember that if you're observing someone else's beliefs or thoughts, and they're different to your own, but you're feeling triggered by it, this is an opportunity for you to sit with yourself and discover more about yourself, also an opportunity for you to show up in the world with greater light by that I mean when you can forgive the people around you when you can accept them for being different when you can recognize that individuality is something to be celebrated even if it's your parents say you haven't got vaccinated and your parents have and they're really fearful and angry about this okay your capacity to forgive them And accept them as they are is an opportunity for you to find unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, if that's not it, then your love for them is conditional. And so just being really aware that there's an opportunity for you in this. Going against social trends is entirely up to you. And if that's what you feel you're doing, good for you. You're following your heart. But how you choose to perceive others should be just as accepting as you were of your own beliefs
1: and i'll also say um i wrote down before that just be careful when you are constantly judging others around you and other people around you are hearing you judge others it can often at times leave the people around you thinking like oh what do you say when I'm not around? Mm, mm, are you judging good. me for my um, the way in which I live my life? Uh, so I think. That's a really good, really, really good point, Kaz. So there's two
0: things there. Firstly, when I'm around someone that's super judgmental, my heart aches for them. Okay. Because the first thing that tells me is that they are judging themselves first, that everything that they're judging others for, is a reflection of how much they are victimizing themselves so that tells me they're in a chart a hard place in themselves so I automatically feel really compassionate yeah. secondly to this talking about other people thing this is so such a I'm really glad you brought that up because I think it's such a big thing for so many people you know and Actually, becoming a healer was really good for me because you have to be a vault, right? You have to be a vault for the people that come to you and they open their heart to you, and it's the biggest honouring you can receive is someone to really share how they feel
1: because and safe.
0: Exactly, it feels safe because you are honouring them with your security, with your this stays here, okay, and. And I really, I cannot tell you, you ask any of my friends, they will agree with this. I can't tell you how much I value discretion. Discretion is such an important thing because it speaks to safety and real genuine love and understanding that your story is your own and the story of others is for them to tell. And so when people ask me, oh, do you know what's going on with so-and-so? I'll say, it's not my story. Ask them. And a lot of, and when I'm talking with friends, I don't talk about other people. It's, it's firstly, not interesting to me. Secondly, it doesn't feel good. So mm. I don't want to do that. And I'd much rather talk about what the person I'm with thinks and feels about what's going on around us. That's mm. so much more interesting to me, but really recognizing that keeping the keeping your integrity around how you think and feel about others is so powerful and and yes of course you're bound to ask yourself well what does this person think about me when I'm not here I hope that you would now follow that up with well that's a reflection of their stuff not mine
1: totally yeah yeah I just think it's important to um be aware that if you are around people that are constantly judging others, whether it's not for being honest, tall poppy syndrome, world decisions, vaccinations. The way what they it,
0: look, the way they act.
1: Yeah, mm. it, it's um, actually creating an environment where you're wondering, well, how do you think about me and my honesty? And how do you think about me in the way I live and how I look? And it's really, really toxic
0: Mm, big time yeah yeah so all it is though is the energy of that person right so just be really aware of okay if this is what my friendship circle is doing is this serving my growth is this lifting me up when I leave this group do I feel inspired empowered appreciated valued loved if not might be worth thinking about spreading your wings a bit this might be what you've needed to start to help you see yourself and the people around you differently. Um, Yeah, I think that's all the questions we got. Can I just say a big thank you to all the people that responded to our (laughs) request for questions? Because it's been really great to have that stimulation. And, um, you know, it enables us to support more people. So thank you so much to each and every single one of you. And I really hope that your questions have been answered sufficiently um, through this podcast.
1: And keep um, letting us know what you want to talk about. I think podcasts, it's like it's quite an honour to be in someone's ear Um with whatever you're doing, discussing any topic, and a lot of the times we're searching for topics that matter to us. So yeah, let absolutely, us know what you want to hear about.
0: Yeah, if you're not already following me on Instagram, because this is when I where I ask people, I'm at my handle is at k wilson love, all one word, and um, yeah, I will be asking for our next episode as well. And in the meantime, please leave a review. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Please definitely share it with those that you feel it would serve. And we look forward to seeing or speaking to you soon. (laughs) Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye.